0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks show number 210, recorded on April 16th, 2015. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, all three engines up and burning. 2, 1, 0, and lift off the final lift of the clamps the shoulders of the Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the papers and gadgets that finally. Home news, reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the average guy. I'm your host Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the average guy.tv studios here in a very beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. And we post the show each week with world class show notes out at the If you have questions, comments, or contributions, most of you already know how to get those in there. You can contact the show, send me an email, Jim at the Track me down on Twitter at Jay Collison, or you can call in those questions. And I got a couple comments this week uh, from you guys. I won't play any of them tonight, but I always appreciate a lot of times the calls this week were just kind of some updates on stuff. Hey, thanks for doing that. It's a great way to do that. Get those in if you have a tip. And actually, uh, I did ask Had somebody say, uh, can I call on a tip or can I record a video? I don't care how you do it, to be honest with you. Just get me something. We'll play it right here on the show. 402 478 8450 And we'll play that right here on the program. And, of course, the Average TheAverageGuy.tv is powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people you know. And you know that's Christian, and uh, they've had some amazing uptime as of late. And for more information, visit. And actually, really super reasonable prices. You're not going to find web hosting that local with that good a tech support for that price. So head over to maplegrovepartners.com, and uh, there's a form you can fill out there, and Christian will get you rolling. We want to thank Roger over at WLMN Radio. Oh, did we did we start the live stream? Over yeah, I there? just did. Oh yeah. man, sorry about that. You I just like kinda, two seconds behind. No big deal. I just kind of busted right in. On well, and, that,
1: and I totally this like it's like about. a, yeah, like a well oiled okay. machine.
0: It, it, yeah. you know that's the way, way we run like, here. Yeah, yeah, we're we're good. But we want to thank Roger over there, at WLM Radio, our second week of uh, broadcasting live, our streaming live out there in Grafton, West Virginia. So, I want to say welcome Grafton, West Virginia, to the podcast. And of course, Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. Find the links to this show and many other great podcasts, and we're adding them all the time over at The Geeks Network, all one word, thegeeksnetwork.com. Join us in chat, watch or listen live, and if this is the first time you listen to the program, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, out at theaverageguy.tv slash live. We're out here. You can join us. we got a couple guys out there in chat right now, and it's a great way to get in on the program. If you've never done that before, it's a lot of fun, so join us live. Of course, you can watch it on YouTube, listen on Spreaker. And get all the navigation you need. Everything, including well, everything, is over at theaverageguy.tv. All right, we got a busy night tonight, and uh, I want to welcome Mike Wieger back. Uh, Mike, welcome back. Thanks. Good to be here. It's been a nice week here. In, uh, I know. A little, little bit, bit of rain. A little bit of rain, but uh, yeah. Squ- but a few nice days there. Scattering. in, in Nebraska pretty, pretty spectacular. I'm yeah. Just, it's great to be. Everything's brown, and then it gets green. And then coming in from Clinton, Iowa, my friend Andy Sokolovich. Andy, I imagine Clinton, Iowa, is pretty similar too. Pretty nice spring, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing here. Butterflies are out, flowers are blooming today. I ran through a field and uh, just raised my hands up and soaked in the sunshine.
0: Alive, right? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. That did you guys do that too? I did. I saw a unicorn yeah. too. Actually, yeah. we have those here. Yeah. No, it is guys. really nice. Uh, yeah. It's good, uh, good to be in the Midwest in spring, and of course, uh, good, uh, and we're glad that you've joined us for the podcast, and that you listen each and every week. Uh, a couple just uh, housekeeping items before we really get rolling in here. One is, and I don't want to leave this till the end, because uh, every year, Dave McCabe and I do a home server show, we call it kind of the home server show meetup, that's how it started, but... We, uh, we are in our fifth year out in Indianapolis, and we'd love to have you join us. If you're thinking about a, a, a weekend meetup, uh, many of these conferences, tech conferences you go to, super expensive, uh, this one will set you back 25 bucks plus whatever it takes for housing and transportation. A lot of guys fly in. We do about 35 or 40 guys and gals. They're invited too. It'd be fine. We have a special deal, a special rate going on the hotel right now. This is in the uh, Holiday Inn Express in Fishers, Indiana. And uh, if you go through, the official link's not out yet, so if you're listen, by, by the time you're listening to this, Dave should have a post over at Home Server Show, but you want to keep an eye open in both the show notes for this show as well as what's going on at Home Server Show. It is September 11th and 12th, like I said, we got an $89 rate there in the hotel uh, per night for the weekend if you want to come and stay. Most of the guys come Friday night, stay Saturday night, leave Sunday. And uh, and like I said before, about 25 bucks, all the tech you can take in a week. We go over to the there's a Fry's Electronics store across the street, which is it's great fun. We go over there and spend way too much money. We head across town into the Microsoft uh, into the Microsoft store and have a good time over there. It's always fun. If You've never done something like that before. I'd love to invite you to come out and do that again. September 11th and 12th, giving you plenty of time to be able to join us for the Home Service Show Meetup. So that is coming up as well. I'm
1: fired up. I'm going to grab myself a home server this summer and then just come in as the new young uh,
0: yeah, inexperienced you who home server guy. You should bring it with you too. All right.
1: Just, just like carry, carry it around with me everywhere I go. Just strap it to my back.
0: That's yeah. right. Yeah. Ooh, the backpack home server. That might well, be a new. that would be a new that'd trend. Be, I'm
1: going to get a really long spool of Ethernet cord too just yeah. that spools out the back and I crank it out as
2: I go. <laughs>
1: hey, guys, can you step over my cord, please? Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: Where's your home server? Oh, it's on my back. Yeah, it's, it's real simple to use. It's just very uncomfortable. But
0: you need it, you just pull it out like a blade. Just, I need to keep walking though, or it loses power. Yes, yes. it's it's zero energy driven. Yeah, you know, doesn't take it. It works off my foot power. Well, that's what's going on. Uh, we also want to thank. Uh, let's see if I can find the name here. One second, Astronomy Fan, who left us a positive review on iTunes. I don't ask for those very often, but every once in a while somebody leaves one. And, uh, and he said this, pleasant voices covering interesting home tech topics. What's not to like? I recommend. So, uh, Astronomy Fan, we want to thank you for jumping out there. That was just here on April 11th. Left us a review in iTunes. If you want to do that, it's always fun. If you're in iTunes, if you use that uh, as a service, drop us a review if you like the show. If you don't like it, just don't don't write anything. Not don't really want bad ones. But if it's good, <laughs> we'd love to have that. So. Jump out there and get that done, and uh, we would. Uh, it's always good, nice to get feedback. Okay, let's jump into topics tonight. We got some great stuff coming up. One of the things I want to start with, and we'll engage all all of us here when we get started, is you know we've talked for the last couple of years, three or four years, maybe about cord cutting. Right, that's when you say to the cable company, "Screw you, you're out. I'm now going to do whatever it takes to get my TV in a million different ways." other than having it delivered conveniently all to one place, right? And and the the, the thing is, I, I you know, when I looked at, there's an article I will put in the show notes from the New York Times, and actually Eric, one of the listeners, uh, Janowski, uh, sent this in. He said uh, from the New York Times, it was, you know, is cord cutting really worth it? And I think that's a good question, although it depends on region, the region you're in the cable company you have. Uh, and do they bundle the phone with it, and do you take phone? I mean there's so many factors that go into it. And then you really have to weigh how much you consume, and I'll have a tool for that here at the end. But when I went through my Internet uh, you know, usage, we just use here in in, in in Omaha or here in Bellevue. All we do is have cable. I cut the, uh, I mean, all I have is Internet. I cut the cable and the phone long ago. don't have those anymore. A lot of you listening are probably in the same boat. I get pretty good Internet service, so I think uh, about 90-some down and 15 or 20-some up, and I get that for about $78 a month. Uh, here on Cox. Let's just say the typical, the the national average is about 90 a month. I wonder what you're paying. It would be interesting to know. Uh, Some are paying. I know a lot more than that. As I looked into the packages here with Cox, uh, I could add a TV package for anything from 25 to 158 per month on that and about 20 bucks to add the phone. And so the the bundle packages is about 200 bucks a month, $2400 a year and and I thought could I do and actually I do. I do the internet cheaper than that. We subscribe to uh, Netflix and of course you get Prime. So $100 a year for that Netflix is another uh 84 or 85. Is it still 7.99 on Netflix? I haven't even looked at the bill in a I think
2: while. It's eight yeah. something. Eight something uh, now, yeah, I don't so. know. You you may be able to be grandfathered into an
0: old price depending on how long you've been with the company. Yeah. Yeah. So for me it's still I, I see it's still hard to beat you know doing it all a cart on the way I consume it now I don't consume any sports channels I don't consume any uh, any any of those things we don't really use Hulu Plus or or some of those other offerings but in the uh, at slate.com and I'll put this this links too long to mention but uh, there's an article uh, in there that talks about should I cut the cable the cord cable and decide on streaming services or not I'll put the link in the show notes it actually has a calculator so it has you put in your monthly um, and has you put in your monthly cable bill. let me see if I can find this one again. I had, I'm supposed to have it up so I could just go right to it. Um, it you puts your monthly cable bill in and then your monthly ca- or your monthly internet bill, minus cable, and then does some calculations for you. And it lists these as the subscribing streaming services, Amazon Prime, Hulu Plus, Netflix, Sling TV, CBS All Access, HBO Now, PlayStation View. Apple streaming service, NFL game rewind, uh, choice NBA league pass, MLB TV, and the NHL uh, network or Game Center. All of those ranging, all all those having annual plans that go somewhere between ninety nine and three hundred sixty. That Apple streaming service is three hundred sixty dollars a year, and I guess PlayStation View is six hundred dollars a year. So that can get that can get a little pricey. you. Well, Apple streaming service hasn't even been released yet. Okay, so they're the did not know that so how are they're, I guess they're anticipating
1: yeah they're in, coming out they're thinking about releasing one this summer kind of as a sling TV competitor sort of thing but they as of right now they do not have any sort of standalone streaming you can obviously buy stuff through iTunes but they have no standalone streaming
0: yeah says uh, expected to offer 25 channels including ABC CBS Fox and the cost at least $30 a month is that pretty accurate Mike yep that's okay. right around the rumors So 360 a year when that comes out. Let me, Mike. Let me throw it over to you first. Uh, From a TV consumption standpoint, where are you guys at? We are all Hulu Plus pretty much. Hulu Plus and Netflix.
1: So, like I, I think I said last week, my apartment complex throws in basic cable as part of our kind of amenity package. So we have basic cable, um, but we are, we don't even use it. It's never on. I use it to watch maybe some ESPN or some of the March Madness. But other than that, it was all internet, all Hulu Plus. But my wife and I really are still into TV shows. So for us, Hulu Plus is still a must because there's a lot of TV shows that we we like to keep up on and keep current on. But I'm in the same boat. If I had to pay for my cable, I would cut it because I don't use it right now. Now, there is the whole aspect, though, of live sports and having a sign-in to someone else's cable or however you do your live sports. Um, So for me, the sports issue is still something. But Sling TV, now that they have ESPN, they're just a few channels away from being the complete solution for me. Sadly, Creighton is who I mainly watch on sports, and they are actually on – Oh, and I'm going to forget who, what channel they're on. Fox Sports Midwest, I believe. And so for that, Sling TV does not have them yet. But there, So there's still some hit and miss channels that you can't get. But overall, I think it's definitely worth it to get rid of the cable and just to go with these other options.
0: So Sling TV offers live streaming from ESPN, ESPN2, TNT, TBS, The Food Network, HGTV, Travel Channel, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Disney Channel, ABC Family, and CNN. Yeah, it's a,
1: it's a great package. And if you have an Xbox, or maybe even without the Xbox, but you can do a free 30-day trial just to see how much you watch it and how much you like it.
0: Uh, 240 dollars a year is, that what, is yeah. what Sling is.
1: See, is, but the difference good. between Sling TV for us and Hulu is my wife and I are addicted to the on-demand. So we like being able to go back, watch a show when we want to watch it. We don't necessarily, necessarily care about the live TV aspect because it's still jumping in on random times. You never start right at the top of the hour. So that's the whole reason we don't use our free cable that we have right now is because we like the on-demand. So Sling TV for me, it works for those times when you want to watch sports. But besides that, I don't think I would even need Sling
0: TV for anything else. Andy, what about you guys? What do you use in there in Clinton?
2: Well, I mean, I have two children too, so it's a little bit different with us. And we got kind of the whole family approach. And my wife is a stay-at-home mother, and, and there are some things. We do have direct TV, uh, and it's something... The same reasons like Mike was explaining for a lot of the sports and things that I like to watch. Um, we have the like NHL Center Ice as a package that I get every single year so I can watch hockey. Also, I'm from Pennsylvania and I'm here now in Clinton, Iowa. So a lot of the things that I'll never be able to see, the PA sports uh, teams, I make sure I get those packages so I can actually view them here. Um, but I do see that it is a huge dent in our monthly budget, so I can understand. Now, I would like to know how many people have severed the cord and stuck with that and didn't go back and, and you know kind of say, oh, we're maybe I boat. want that stuff
0: up. We're in that boat right now. I mean, we're using – well, that's not t- technically true because we're still using like w- – when you say completely cut the cord, you mean from the Internet as well or just, just like no cable?
2: No, cables. Cable or satellite. I mean, you've, yeah. you've got rid of that and you're you're cool with it and you don't go back. One of the things that I actually do is when the price comes into um, question when we do our monthly budget, I give DirecTV a little jingle and I say, hey, listen, I'm looking around at other providers. I'm thinking about just severing the cord altogether. Um, you know, are you running any specials? What can you do? And of course they're looking to retain you as a customer. So then they say, well, let me tell you what we can offer you now. We'll cut your bill in half. And da-da-da. So we kind of do that every quarter <laughs> to see what's out there and if they're going to flex. Because if you just sit back and start paying every single month what they're asking, I think you're doing yourself an injustice. Go out there and, and try to fight for, the, for your right to party with cable. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's huge, man. That's a huge chunk of our monthly budget is just on that stuff and we still have a house phone too mainly because of the kids uh, some of our babysitters don't have cell phones so we want to make sure they have a chance to use that.
0: We, uh, we ditched we had voice over IP you know so for 15 years I've had a voice over IP been paid maybe five bucks a month for my phone yeah. and oh I don't know doesn't know four years ago maybe three we got my daughter's cell phone she was the last one and that was the requirements, and we ditched that. So we're we're completely off phone, and then uh, just just the internet service. Uh, we're conti- we continue we use Netflix. We've been getting more into Prime, or I've been watching more Prime movies. It's not great. It's okay. We still DVR some stuff. That's satellite using Windows 7, Windows Media Center DVR those in. I got some bad, my, my, I actually put the antennas in the attic to try and protect them. And uh, well, then we put some new shingles on. I think they're super thick and it, it just, it's sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I've tempted Cox has a plan for 20 bucks to get all the local channels. And that's kind of what we really need anyways. Mm-hmm. So I've been tempted to go back and go with that $20 a month. It's only for a year, but that I could probably do what you're doing is, when the year is up, you call them and go, eh, I'm going to ditch this thing. Just put it back at the you know, the regular price.
2: it almost burned me one time. I was stationed in Delaware, and I did that to Comcast. And the guy was like, all right, well, we'll go ahead and uh, cancel your service. And I was like, oh, crap. I did not plan for that response. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I was like, uh, <laughs> I kind of had to eat my words. But every once in a while, I give them a ring, and usually I can get my, my bill reduced without losing any of my features or services that I have.
0: Yeah, it just seems like a jumbled mess when I think about... I mean, if you're going to cut the cord, you're going to have to go out and find... I mean, it makes finding sports interesting. Um, although, during March Madness this year, you could catch just about every single game streamed live using the March Madness yeah. app. And uh, and I watched a ton of them. At one point, I had four screens going on down here during the, <laughs> during the first week, you know. Um, and so that... That was TBS, CBS, whatever else they were broadcasting on. I didn't care. I just I was able to stream them on different computers here. So, Mike, do you do you see as well that the the major networks, I mean, CBS has an all-access pass now that you can get and you can watch whenever you want. I mean, it's like that DVR type deal. Do you see that getting better? I do. Well, mainly because I saw HBO as kind of being the tipping point I thought
1: that once HBO went out on their own, and that was one thing I was going to ask you guys, is if you guys have played with the HBO Now service, you can get a free trial of that, but it is right now exclusive to Apple products, so you need to have the Apple TV or an iPad or something like that. But yeah, I think once now that HBO has gone, and like you said, CBS, I think we're going to start getting more of an a la carte option. But again, we're going to have the same exact problem with expense. You know, if, when you add all these up, what devices do you want? But the one question I had for you guys is, so since we are all streaming now, what is your guys' favorite set-top box or way to consume your media? So when you guys sit down to watch your Netflix or something, what are you sitting down and turning on?
0: Andy, I'll let you start with that one. Uh,
2: we use our Wii. <laughs> we still have it, uh, the Wii set up at the TV for the kids and stuff. They play their games, and we use that. I, and there's no reduction in quality. It's, it's a little bit of old school. You know, the Wii U came out and things, but um, it works fine for us. We had some Roku uh, back in the day. I uh, had a little no Roku more.
0: box. No more, no more. No. Roku 3 no. is a nice box. Yeah. Yeah. We use a Windows Media Center for everything. That's kind yeah. of the, the, the out front. There's a PC. Sarah runs Netflix through that if that's what she wants to watch. We use some Plex. So, the movies that I ripped, you know, here, we'll, she'll watch on Plex if we want to go back and watch them. So you've got your own um, custom solution kind of going on. It is, but it's a combination of stuff, you know, and I'm running a PC full-time, and we have a, Chrome, we have a Chromecast. I was surprised a couple weeks ago. She's like, oh, I want to show you something on YouTube, and I didn't even think about it, and she brought it up and turned on the TV, and boom, f- flung it right to the, to the Chromecast. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. it, with no intervention from me.
2: Yeah, I'm like, oh, awesome. I've been thinking about getting Apple TV just to have that ability with with the iPad. So
1: Yeah, that's what we use. We have two of those. We have one in the bedroom and one in the living room. And they work out pretty well. But the the part about that, though, is there's no Amazon Prime on there. So you, you're limited to the apps you can do. And that's my problem with the Apple TV. Is That's why I've been kind of looking at the Roku. Because the Apple TV is great. And for AirPlay alone, if you are in the Apple ecosystem... The Apple TV makes sense because you can AirPlay your device up to there, and most mm-hmm. apps through the iPhone anyway have a way to AirPlay, so you don't need an app on the Apple TV. But yeah, that's that's what I use, and then I just got the Xbox One, so I've been trying that out as kind Is of. Is that a like Chromecast functionality
0: box. then, when you have an Apple TV and your iPhone, and you yes, you can use that function. It's called AirPlay, right?
1: Yep, it's called AirPlay. Yeah, same exact thing. You can do it from a lap or from a laptop or a Mac too. You can do your entire screen if you want. It could become a monitor if you need it to.
0: Yeah, and she's on she's on a note, so that works really well with Chromecast and yeah. YouTube and send it over, and you got to see this, and she sends it over. She watches 99% of what she watches DVR'd with Windows Media Center. So it's, she just goes back, you know, Fallon and uh, uh, The Voice and Big Bang Idol, Theory. right, Big Bang Theory, all those are recorded, and, and the odd couple, the new odd couple, by the way, is super funny. And... Um, it's like Andy and I. It's the, it's the new odd couple. On <laughs> hey. the on the neat one. What in what world? No, I'm just kidding. So um, sure, that works for her. When I'm watching Prime, I, Andy I, or uh, Mike, I watch everything on my computers. You know, I've got a big 27 inch right here, and I just throw it up. I I push my you know my uh, cameras on a, you know on a Manfrotto cable, and I just push it down boom, just watch her just sit right here at the desk. I probably spend way too much time here at the desk. <laughs> that's
1: what That was my problem. I put the Xbox One right here, so one of my monitors is the Xbox One. So I spend too much time here, too. But yeah, I do the same thing. I have three monitors, so I'll just throw it up on one and then just keep chugging
0: away on work on the other. But, all right, cool. Well, Ken had said I said the satellite when I was talking about my antennas. and Those are over-the-air antennas, not satellite antennas. So if I said satellite, that's the wrong thing. No, I run a cable up to the two, you know, two old school, uh, you know, antennas that pull in the HD signal. And they work pretty well for that. You know, it's the typical roof antenna. I just buried them in my attic because we get such crazy weather here in Nebraska. I wanted to protect them. Not sure that was really the best idea. Fox is the hardest one. All the other channels come in pretty well. Fox does not hear. Its transmitter is in a completely different part of town. And so I have to I thought if I get two antennas it would help and it didn't so I got some work to do from that standpoint so it's to me when we talk about TV and tech it's still such a hodgepodge of solutions and you can watch it here and now with Netflix and prime and whoever else having their own shows who else is doing their own original content
2: I just know
1: Netflix yeah. Netflix and Hulu really the only two Maybe do that What Game of
0: Thrones is on what HBO, HBO,
1: HBO. yeah, but really are we we going to see maybe some of those networks not be around too much longer? I mean, we see with HBO and all these, like you said, these streaming services and everyone creating their own content, are networks really going to even be necessary going forward? I guess for local channels and for news, we're going to need some sort of solution, but as we look forward, you know, the big channels and stuff like that, we might not even need them, it might
0: be a show-by-show basis sort of thing, I don't know. But there's a lot yeah. of different ways this could go. Well, it's confusing. It still is really hard to get, you know, we have gotten in, in the, with this new era. We It's gotten terribly confusing to try and find where the stuff is at. You know, like my mom would never right. do that. You know? I think, so there was one, it's on the
1: Xbox. There was something where you can just say, find this TV show, and it'll give you a list of all. And you can say, hey, how do you want to watch it? You have Netflix, you have Hulu, you have this, and click where you want to watch it. I think that's
0: eventually what we have to go to. Yeah, you know, I would some, agree. something that brings it all together, because it's just super messy right now, and it's just really—I think for the average guy, it's way harder than it needs to be. And there's all these one-one ninety-nine devices that are out there, you know, that you know, like the Roku falls into that. The Fire Stick, although the Fire Stick, the Chromecast Fire Stick are cheap, but they've got the the Fire TV, mm-hmm. which is not. Yeah, you know, you got your Apple TV. You've got your Xbox, your Xbox 360, Xbox One. Um, you know, PlayStation. PlayStation, Four. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. There's just all kinds. Of... So you're like, something uh, needs to happen though, because I need my vice grips back, and I'm still changing the channels. <laughs>
0: those things.
2: And the other day I needed them, and I just was like, "Hey, honey, take them off the TV and bring them down here."
0: <laughs> That's where you store them, right? That's where I store I them. Mean, right? Dad used to say, "Can you get up <coughs> and change the channel?" <coughs> <coughs> oh, <man. coughs> nice. Remember those days? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. no I don't <laughs> no that was that was me I'm a lot older than all of you <laughs> alright I was
2: born I watched Netflix
0: <laughs> Andy uh, I asked you to bring a little bit of technology into the show of course in the last year when you think about what you've done technology wise I mean just the things that you've learned yeah, yeah. So a lot of this will relate to podcasting because you started hanging around me and you kind of caught the podcasting bug one of the things you and I talk about all the time is, and I think is that I think we're getting to an era where really good audio now for these kinds of things is really imperative because it sucks listening to somebody on your, on their camera mic. Or it sucks listening to somebody who's got really bad audio, you know, when you're trying to have a, when you're trying to have a decent conversation. But talk through, I mean, talk through a little bit through the last year. When you think about some of the technologies you've implemented as the average guy, especially around this area, what have you learned and how are you different?
2: I learned a lot you know for 11 years prior to, to starting this whole podcast thing I always had a headset in my ear but it was through an air traffic control console um, so I was always kind of around the industry of broadcasting um, if you will it was just to type a personality pilots who hated my guts because I was an air traffic controller uh, but now I got out and I kinda learned how this stuff works and from the get-go uh, you know I, I used you kind of as a mentor to help me through the process but what I've recently found through the whole podcasting thing is that you're right, like you said, I am I am focused on audio content and creating this clear and as, uh, I, I guess, the podcast we started out with video, because you said the whole thing, go video or go home, I remember that, and I so quote you on that. So many people
0: have quoted me on that, and I'm like, oh, that was I probably you that, yeah
2: And I, so I puffed up my chest, and I'm like, well, Jim Carlson says go video or go home, and he does like 27 podcasts, so... I have to be able to do this but now I started to embrace technology whether it's getting the external boards or the decent mics and uh, learning how this stuff all works and sure I have decent enough bandwidth and uh, through your tutelage now I've developed you know quality products so I think from if I rewind the clock back a year it Actually, those videos I made for for the Gallup 34 Strength Finder themes, which um, some of you out there may have heard Jim talk about this in the past, some of the videos that I created, I go back and I listen to that audio, and I'm sure you've done this too. If you go back and listen to the audio from when you first started out, and you press the play button, you go, oh, oh, like what is that? I mean, I'm checking my speakers to make sure something's not broken just because the quality was so bad, but you know, technology's always, uh, it's always adapting. New stuff's always coming out and making it easier and easier and easier and more affordable, too. Um, the setup you helped me with was, what, I think I spent 200 bucks.
0: Yeah, and, it, you know, most of that's in the arm, uh, to be honest with you, right? I mean, the oh. microphones are, are uh, well, in this case, the microphones are 60, and I think it's a minimum, an ATR2100 or AT2005. We talk about this all the time on Saturday mornings over at Ask the Podcast Coach, but... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really kind of under the I, I'm I'm becoming an evangelist for like I think everyone should have a really good mic on their yeah. computer because the stuff you get even in Mike, I'm I, sorry I, even the even the Mac stuff isn't great when we think about the microphones that come on a laptop right
1: Oh I totally agree Yeah no I'm thinking about actually giving these out as Christmas gifts this year just to anyone that I've ever done any sort of Skyping FaceTiming with Here's an ATR yeah. I'll show you how to use it
2: yeah, you I might think... you might want to get your wife something different than a microphone, though. You probably be sleeping oh, on gosh. that
1: whole no cord, no power. <laughs> there's no power cord though. There is technically no power. So, but oh, no, actually, no, I already yes. I got her one, so she's all good. Oh, Ooh, oh she's got nice. her own. Already. Yeah, she's got she her. Got she wanted one. a blue uh blue pot filter, so
2: she should her bedazzle own. it, put some gems on
1: it, <laughs> it make it sparkly. She's like a very country girl, not very bedazzled though. She's very uh. She's pretty. Uh, steak and
0: potatoes. Uh, she's. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, she's pretty practical. It's yeah,
2: a Top of Tio on it, there
0: you go. I got lucky on that one, I married up. Um, yeah, so that's that's one of the things I think about a lot in, when we think about communication, is just improving the sound quality, right? And then, you know, with the Logitech, with the advent of the Logitech C920, C910, C920, uh, the prices on those have been around 65 bucks, and so you can have a pretty nice camera, a pretty nice mic, and you don't need the arm. I mean, we all do this here, just because it's kind of the stuff we do. But when we do podcasting, I just have them set that on the table right in front of me, and that that works out well. It really does change the equation when you think about good sound, because there's you know you've been on that conference call where the sound is bad, man. Forty-five minutes, maybe not even that. Thirty minutes into it, you've got kind of ear fatigue from listening to a really bad connection, and so you know I think it gets uh, it gets it gets pretty. Uh, pretty necessary to have some good sound. Andy, anything when, what from other equipment that you've used over the last year when you think about this journey you've taken that you just kind of come to rely on? No. <laughs> you you <laughs> asked me. Like we're good.
2: Yeah, I mean no, no, I mean what <laughs> I always and you know, I was on the show before and I'm not I'm not a huge uh, consumer of electronics. I have a lot of things that I use in my marketing business. I have a lot of cool apps. My iPad is really, I create a lot of content for for different clients just with that. Uh, So for me, simplicity is key. I don't really delve too deep into how it all works. I just like the end use and how I can apply it. Um, But technology has kind of been... You know, when you talk about communication and how far technology has come, in 2006 and in 2008, I was deployed in Iraq, and my wife was deployed in Iraq. And if it wasn't for the advent of things such as Skype, I would never be able to talk to my wife. Just look how far we've come. I mean, you look back at my grandfather and all the letters he had, and even when you look at Desert Storm, and then I deploy to Iraq. I'm actively getting shot at, and I'm in a bunker talking to my wife on Skype. Like, how awesome is that? That's so neat, and that's why I love what you guys do, and I love how you teach people how to embrace technology because every time I sit down and listen to the show or every time I open up my iPad or I cringe when I see the price tag on a new Apple product, um, I think about... <laughs> that was for you, Mike. All right. <laughs> I think about the stuff that's out there and the way it allows us to communicate. I interview people from South Africa and Pakistan, and to me, that's neat, and that's what I love about tech, and that's what I kind of geek over at, or geek out over is the opportunity and the, uh, the permission to just do really, really cool stuff.
0: Yeah, and you've taken your with your podcast, uh, by the way, UnleashedStrengths.com. If you want to listen to that, um, your podcast has been very international. I mean, you have really reached. Well, you just mentioned a few countries there: South Africa, Pakistan, France, oh. right? Uh, yeah, um, France. Um, what's her first name from France? Hardy? Florence. 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 Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so you have gone international. We, st- I started you video, you've gone back to Skype only, which I think has made things a little bit easier.
2: Which was a tech hurdle. And and not so much on my end, but we decided to go audio only and and got away from the Google Hangouts, only because there was always a huge learning curve, more so with the people that I was interviewing, and allowing them to get it set up, because we're from all different generations, focused on one topic, and that was strengths-based development, but, yeah, so I went
0: back to audio only. So, in... Chad, I think you posed this question in the in the show notes, is the increase in tech-based communication dissolving the importance uh, the important skill of direct person-to-person social engagement? Was that you, Andy? That put that. That in there?
2: was me. Yeah, this conversation came up the other day. I was I was talking with a gentleman who was a little bit older than me, probably in his 40s, and he had just made the comment about technology and the introduction of social media and all this great opportunity it is to communicate with each other on a very, very broad scale. But his concern was, is it now kind of depleting or dissolving the natural talents and ability of those who just want to communicate one-on-one? Physical communication, two guys shake hands and they sit down and they have a conversation. In his opinion, he's feeling that those from my generation and younger than me, so 30 and under, are kind of losing that ability to just communicate verbally with others and get their point across without having to do like an emoticon or, or, or you know, or some kind of chat, or you emoji. know, and looking at their phone. So, yeah. so yeah, that question was posed, and I replied with my response, and I just want to know what you guys think. Mike, what do you think? I could not agree more.
1: Um, just being in the whole college sphere for the past, you know, five years, when you look at people going into interviews or meeting professors, meeting people around the community, people can't even keep eye contact anymore, or you know, they can't not look at their phone, or there's just certain things that we're having all. We're actually having classes and seminars now in college on how to have conversations with people again. It's like we're learning how to talk again like we did when we were you know four years old because we've lost the ability to go into an interview, and I'll just use the interview as an example, go into an interview look them in the eye and have a conversation for half an hour and Jim I don't know since you deal with kids like me on an everyday basis if that's true or not but it's something that my mom always instilled in me I guess is just being able to you know have a conversation with an adult and look them in the eye so I'm really glad she did because as much of a tech buff as I am if she hadn't done that I probably wouldn't be able to go in there and have that sort of conversation but when I see kids around it I mean you should just see the college campus now the college campus has completely changed conversations are not having between you know in in real life I mean they are people are hanging out but people are hanging out on their phones or their devices and it it's okay there's goods and there's there's a lot of good things that have come out of it, like Andy said, you know, the whole being able to communicate with people around the world. But we do really need to focus and worry about the kind of ADD culture we're creating with all of this. First of all, just having technology always in our hand and then just communicating with people always via text or always via some sort of electronic means. It's, it's, it's a little bit dangerous,
2: I think. But maybe so that's I'm, I'm around it every day. So, Mike, I'm not. A, I'm not in college. Those days are behind me. But so, do you still join fraternities, or is it a Facebook group? Right. <laughs> do you get like hazed, hazed. Well, are you on talking about Facebook? me, or are you talking about like yeah. the popular people? Oh, like, just hazed just, or yeah. memed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I'm just joking. But know I, I, yeah. I. You had some really good points, and I agree with that stuff. And yeah, what do you think, Jim?
0: You know, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a millennial problem. I think it's uh, I, I I walk around work and I work with more than just millennials, and I see plenty of people with uh, with um, buried in their phones. I was in a meeting, uh, so a manager meeting, and and uh, you know we're most of the managers, uh, you know, we were probably uh, 25 to 45. Let's say that's kind of the age range of the managers. There's 12 of us one video conference. And uh, my the, my boss was in was coming in from another location, and was listening over some speaker f- you know some some microphones and stuff. And we're all in there with our laptops, and uh, she's talking, and we're all typing. I mean, all of us are typing, and we're not we're not taking notes, right? That's not what's going on here. We're mm-hmm. we're doing other work. And she goes, "Hey, hey guys, <laughs> could uh, could we close lids?" <laughs> And uh, she's like, man, I had no idea how bad this is when you're watching it from a camera and hearing all the clickety-clack of the, you know, of 12 people mm-hmm. typing on their laptops. And so I, I, I don't know if this lack of attention I would necessarily only say is in, is in your age group or the millennials, if we want to call it that. I think overall we've gotten, we've gotten hyper-connected. Right. And so I even find myself feeling bad if I don't get back to somebody on Facebook within, well, the time I see it, (laughs) you know, there's no, yeah, (laughs) it's exactly (laughs) Andy. (laughs) How many times have you you been at work and I've gotten right back to you, right? I mean, think about that. I'm, I am super connected. I'm a 47 year old who's super connected or hyper connected. So I think it is distracting. I do find myself not having more and more trouble to complete more complex tasks that take time to complete, mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about, oh, did somebody just send me a tweet? Or you know, is there, you know, you hear that little notification from Facebook, and you're thinking, oh, I got to get back to it. Man, that stuff can wait. Mm-hmm. But it's it's tough. And I, I like I said, I don't yeah. think. It,
1: I had a funny story about that. The other I've been challenging myself the past few weeks to when I'm waiting for the elevator at work. You know we have a huge bank of all these elevators and I've challenged myself to not pull out my phone cuz I will always when I'm waiting for the elevator I will pull out my phone. And so I started doing it for a few days and I and I'm like I'm just going to look up, make eye contact with people and just not be on my phone. And sure enough 4 days later I look up and it's the CEO of the company who's also not on his phone, making eye contact I'm like man, just it's one of those things I'm like all right, so maybe it's a good thing that I'm not looking down at my okay. phone. But I looked around when you do do that and like 90% of people are checking their phone or doing some sort of thing like that. And it's it's interesting. It's not a bad thing necessarily. Yeah. Who knows what they're doing on the phone, but
0: yeah. there's something to be said
1: about still that eye contact, face-to-face communication that says a lot about people. I,
0: I, I will disagree in one area, not really disagree with you guys, but this premise is mm-hmm. that I don't think this has to necessarily make us worse at personal communication because what are the three of us doing right now, right? We're having a conversation. We're making eye contact through video. We're recording it, which I think is just awesome that the fact that we can do it this way, which is pretty amazing. But I do and I insist that almost all of my meetings be done via video uh, at a minimum, right? Or Mm face-to-face. So I don't, I don't like phone. I don't, I'll do it if I have to, but, but I insist to get that and you know, if people are like, well, the other thing that drives me mad is tr- when people try to have meetings over email. You're like, oh, this is, that's an instant recipe for screw up. You know, want you, you want to mess something up? You want to mess up a relationship? Just have a, an email conversation, yeah. you know, over, uh, so I really drive those conversations back to, you know, hey, can you just step into my office for a few minutes? Let's, Let's spend five minutes talking about this instead of two days emailing about it, right? So that's another thing I've done. So I don't know. I I would say has it made it so we can engage? I force the engagement now to make it happen. So I don't know. Does that change anything?
2: No. You always say know your audience, and I think that applies to this concept too. I mean, it's some tech discipline. Know your audience. I mean, if you're sitting there and you're addressing, or you're in a conference room full of individuals who are you know 55 plus and they're all sitting there with their legal pad and their pen in hand, and you're sitting there typing away. It's just the perception sometimes that you're not listening, you're not paying attention. So know your audience. I think that's what it boils down to. And that was my response to this gentleman is that he may just have had some bad experiences with individuals who he interpreted as not
0: paying attention to what he was saying yet they were doing their own thing. But know
2: your audience. Know
0: who you're working with. What did we do before we had cell phones to mess around with when we were bored? Right. What, what, What happened? You know, Thumb you, you look Thumb around. Runner. That's that's when you would pull the the uh, magazines off the rack at the yeah. grocery store, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alan Oliver says uh, if th- this is part, of, uh, this is why I like board games. I can usually convince people to sit down and play a turn, uh, or have a, a play a fun game, which usually gets them to focus on, you know, to focus for a while, and usually con- uh, converse during the game. So, yep. yeah, I mean, that's a great family thing to do is, like, it, we, the other thing we do at dinner, I've I mentioned this before, but we've gotten a lot of new listeners lately. We play this game called Phone Jenga, right? And so you sit down at dinner, and everybody puts their phone, stacks the phones up in the middle of the table, and the first one to touch their phone buys dinner. Nice. I like that. Yeah, well, nobody wants to pay for it. I mean, especially <laughs> my kids, right? They don't want to pay for dinner. It's expensive when we all go out. So that <laughs> yeah. keeps that keeps them, and in, and... In, in, You know, we're serious and not serious, but what I've been surprised with is how often now when we go to dinner, they look at me and they go, are we doing phone Jenga? And Mm -hmm. I don't even, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about it, and we just throw phones in the middle of the table and and stack them up. And uh, it's kind of fun. There's, you know, there's seven of us, and then uh, we have, uh, 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 you know, Phil's wife, so eight. John might bring his girlfriend nine. And so, you know, we have nine phones stacked. Think Think about the money. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. stacked in the middle of the table.
2: There. How many so, times have you lost a phone, Jenga? Every single time.
0: Oh,
1: I figured that. I figured By that. default, like no one actually lost, but they just give the bill to you at the end?
0: Or yeah, that, I, you they phone? know I'm paying. The bill. Hey, Dad. But the kids respect that. I've been super surprised. They don't try to, you know, they don't try to, oh, just for a second or whatever. And if somebody grabs the phone, they're like, oh, you're paying. Now that never happens. But the spirit of it's there, right? Which is... Like and they and it 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 actually does improve our conversation that we have mm-hmm. during dinner. Too many times up in the dining room, up in our dining room up here, you know, Sammy's on her phone, Tim's on his, I'm on mine, Sarah's on hers, <laughs> and we we'll go, we'll eat dinner in ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and not even talk. You know? And it's like, all right, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. So it, that that part I think could be a problem. Yeah. All right. So some good discussion there. Mike, uh, let's dig in a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back on some tech stuff. Uh, looks like number 26. I don't know anything about this. Talk about, uh, about this bank.
1: Yeah. So number 26 is kind of a new startup bank and they're over They're just for German and Austrian customers, but they're entirely online. So you set up, your, you apply online, you fill your bank account online. Everything is done through an app on the phone. So its cost is free. So it's a free checking, free savings account and they give you a MasterCard to use and pretty much they're trying to kind of revolutionize the banking industry and say, hey, we can eliminate a lot of the overhead costs that banks have um, by offering, obviously they're not going to be a complex bank. they're not going to do a lot of investing or have any sort of, you know, I don't even think they're doing home mortgages as of now. But if they eliminate all those, they can offer a very simple and affordable for them checking and saving solution. And they actually just raised $10.6 million. So they had another round of investing. And the interesting part to me was that all of their—they didn't do any fundraising. They didn't go out and try and grab people to invest. All of the investments have been from people coming to them saying, "Hey, this is a great idea," and they're just throwing money at them. So 10.6 million, all non-solicited fundraising, which I thought was really cool. But just a, and kind of a cool way to think about banking. I kind of already think of my bank as that because I do it all online. I don't think I've been to a branch. Actually, that's a lie. I just went in to switch over when Hannah and I got married. Um, but besides that, I haven't been to a branch in forever. I can deposit my checks through my phone. I can do absolutely everything on the app. But. Interesting to have another bank that's strictly online.
0: Yeah, and right now just in in Europe, right? Not, yeah, not in ge- the US, uh,
1: Germany and Austria. Yeah. So with this next round of fundraising, they said they're going to expand to some other
0: European countries, um,
1: but they haven't decided that yet.
0: So, that's interesting. Of course, the U.S. has some crazy banking laws. Yeah, and, uh, that's why they didn't start here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is a tough it's tough to to bank here. Although the European Union isn't known for its progressiveness either. So, yeah. right, you know. Yeah. Getting, it's, like you know. The, it's like the bankers from Mary Poppins. That's no. how the EU does business. It's, it's a little scary, but it's interesting. Shilling. I Mike, I like this idea, though. I mean, I, it, this is, you know, can internet banking, because today internet banking is just old banks on the internet, right, for the most right. part. Right. And there have been a couple that tried, that made a good run at it in the early 2000s that got crushed during the, the downturn in 2009 here in the United States, and uh, are still trying to recover, making bad investments, doing you know doing things they probably shouldn't have been doing. So pretty much everyone ran back to their local banks for the most part. And there's not in the U.S. There's there's a handful. I mean, the big banks are big: Bank of America, Chase, uh, Wells Fargo, uh, those Bank of the West. Uh, and then you have you just you still can. I mean, we have a credit union where I work at Gallant, but. It's, uh, it's interesting, this this idea. I just don't know how many people, especially Americans, will switch to an internet bank. Well you that's what you, I was wondering, think what you, that's a hurdle?
1: Yeah, that's why I was kind of wondering what you guys thought, but then I started to think of all of the other industries that have tried going completely online. You know, you have e-surance for insurance. They're the whole, you know, we save mm-hmm. all our money because we don't have the brick and mortar locations and stuff like yep. that. And people have said, okay, and insurance is kind of a big deal too, but with banking it's a whole nother thing you got to think about and especially if they're not going to offer all of your solutions that means you still have to go to a traditional bank you just might have part of your banking done all online
0: yeah and you know it's interesting I think we have a better chance of these all online or completely internet services having an impact on cost and pricing for brick and mortar and you know so I think, Uh, e-assurance has an effect on AARP, right, so now AARP, they start changing, they get, they bring some efficiencies in, you know, that starts changing prudential, you know, because of competition, and so what happens is, is the brick-and-mortar go more online, and then the online folks maybe begin to feel the pressure from their customers, say, ah, we'd really like a location. So in some locations, like Los Angeles, they might open a branch, right? They might give in pressure to open a branch. I see a lot of those kind of things happening when it comes to this. You know, it's like, oh, hey, another revenue stream. Actually have a location where people can show up. Right. You know, and they forget their roots were completely online. You know, don't you kind of see that happening sometimes? Yeah, no, definitely. I
1: definitely see that.
0: Um, so so fairly interesting um, you know, idea, I think it's something to watch from a tech perspective. I think what's even more interesting is what's coming this year with Apple Pay and all the other pay systems, right? When we think about those, that, and I haven't even figured it out yet. So I need to, I don't, I still swipe in my card. Okay. I
1: See, I love it. I'm a huge, as wherever I can use Apple Pay, I find myself going to Subway for lunch just so I can use Apple Pay, because it's still fun to me and interesting. Um, But I use Apple Pay all the time. Funny thing, one little tidbit I did learn, if you guys are using Apple Pay or any other sort of digital wallet, you know, Google Wallet, anything like that, uh, I just got an American Express. My wife and I got one of those. And I was reading through the card member agreement because I'm a law nerd. And I was reading through it, and I noticed that in some little fine print, it says that if you use this card as part of a digital wallet or with Apple Pay or anything like that, you might not get some of your like 2x reward points at a gas station or 3x rewards on travel because they can't technically, it's a whole different system and they can't track where it came from or what you actually spent it on as well as they can when you swipe the card. So one little, just one little tangent I want to throw out there for you guys using those cards in a digital wallet is you might not be getting the rewards if that's what you guys are going for,
0: so... Yeah, something to. Look I just into. like that
2: you read the fine print, man. That's that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually like, water, where's my man? card? What all this crap? Why they <laughs> put all this stuff in here? Tree killers. <laughs> well, the yeah, when you go to law
1: school, you find out oh, there's a lot of things I can I can uh, argue <laughs> with and read through and cross out and yeah. initial and say I never agreed to that, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a good skill to you have. Unprotected ignorance forever. Yeah, you're jaded though, because you think everything's an argument, so
2: <laughs> which doesn't make my wife very happy.
0: Probably. <laughs> yeah. you
2: Already you told us you went to a bank, opened up a dual ca- or, you know, join account, you got a credit card both your names,
0: so you may want to watch yourself, bro.
2: Yeah, we're going down a slippery slope <laughs> fast. It's been three months.
0: So <laughs> do you say some conversations do you say, Oh, strike that. Yeah. Yeah uh,
1: no, I don't. I'm not oh, really yeah. okay. No. Yeah. I object. Yeah, I do say that. I'll just like sometimes nice. I stand up at work and then I realize I'm not and just sit back down. You know? oh, nice. <laughs> I uh, (laughs) okay. Never mind. You guys keep going. Uh,
0: Something. uh, So another technology, maybe a little more applicable to what I do from an you know from athletic standpoint. So new treadmills, or new treadmill tech provides more realistic running. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So they have this new treadmill company is coming out with sonar that is in the treadmill that kind of senses where you are on the belt. So the whole idea for them is when you are running outside, you don't have to press a button to run faster or press a button to run slower. You just do it. So on this new treadmill. Mm Uh, the technology tracks where you're on the belt, so if you start to run faster and get towards the front, it'll actually speed up the belt to get you back towards the middle. So it's an auto-sensing, sort of just run at whatever pace you want to run at, and we will take care of the whole tr- pace of the treadmill. So something I found interesting, I knew you would too, because for me, that is the I love running on a treadmill. I think it's fantastic, but that is the one downside, is uh, always having to tap the button
0: up and down. So mm. Yeah, I know, very cool. So the sonar is set up behind the treadmill. And aimed at the runner's back, just between the shoulder blades. And when the runner is in the middle of running belt, measured from front to back, the speed of the treadmill stays the same. If the sonar senses that the runner is moving farther away, that means the runner is picking up speed. The sonar microcontroller sends a signal to the treadmill to speed up the belt in varying increments of speed. The speed is increased until the runner returns to the middle of the belt. See, well, and this
1: is the type of technology that I love seeing, where it's not technology that's. Um, I don't know. It's just technology. They're using it in a cool way. So yeah, we're are we are still getting our physical exercise, but it's helping us become more fit or a more enjoyable exercise experience. I love that type of technology. Same sort of thing as the fitness bands that we've talked about a lot on the show. Is I love
2: that type of technology. One of the. But I want we to know.
0: know. Oh go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Andy.
2: What I want to know is still. Can you still hang clothes on it? <laughs> can you can you still drape <laughs> your laundry senses. over it when you decide it, that you're never going to laundry, again?
0: and then it turns on a heater. <laughs> Yeah, it turns the fans on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the dual purpose. Awesome. I mean, that's what In I'm. Gonna, if I ever design uh, treadmills, that's how I'm gonna market it. Dual purpose. Yeah. <laughs> You can hang your laundry on but it. it too, and it sends how many thing.
1: boxes I have on it, and it'll <laughs> yeah. order me off site storage once I stack up to a certain height. You know, it's like, <laughs> and it's,
0: automatically, a drone appears. <laughs> right? Yeah, it just
1: hauls your stuff away. It's like, this is just my spot, my it's, Amazon drone. It sends you negative text Amazon messages. I'm
0: <laughs> storage now. Is what, is what
1: it connects doing. to my fitness pal and says, hey, this guy hasn't been using his treadmill for the past yeah. two years. <laughs> yeah. That's it's all a combination of
0: if this, then that, right? Yeah, so, which buzzes
1: your Apple Watch, and all of a sudden your Apple Watch is telling you you're lazy. It's sending yeah. shocks to your body
0: that make you get up and, okay. and actually okay, do so something.
1: Are you making that because you heard of the watch?
0: There is a watch that does that. I've I've heard I've I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah totally. Not shocks, but it, it it gently. It's a pretty good zap. It won't stop too until yeah. you you actually get, get
2: out of here. That's ridiculous.
0: Other Jim said, "Dang, I'd never get a drink from my water bottle if it kept me in the middle." <laughs> yeah the treadmill that's probably true you know because it's you, I, because I, I too I kind of I run up towards the front of it and, and uh, um, you know in the article they say some people uh, call it the dreadmill because uh, it's boring and monotonous an automated treadmill makes the experience much more natural uh, I don't know if it's going to change the treadmill uh, on this just because it's adjusting yeah. to you you still I have, you, to <laughs> There's I know, you have to run. I know you do. Exercise. So. I tell you what would be awesome though with this is, so and I think some of the higher end ones have this. But if you fit, if you put the sonar in with this, this would be even better. So you run Boston, you run the Boston Marathon on a treadmill that has the course built into it, and it it lowers and raises based on the actual place you are in the marathon, and then let that sonar keep your pace. So you could. You could train for the Boston Marathon or whatever, any marathon, um, in real time, right? Because we, we all know those, you know, those belts help you out a little bit. and We runners do little tricks like set it at 1% inclined to make it simulate like you're actually outside. Kind of that's the, the compensation that you put in when you're running with it. But that would be really cool. That would be a nice use of the, you know, putting the tech together to say, okay, I want to run this this course. Now let me run it at my pace. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Funny in the chat they're saying
2: uh, uh, small dogs that chase the one guy and then, you know, a camelback could be a solution if you can't grab your water
0: bottle. So. <laughs> can't reach the water bottle. Well,
1: I just picture, yeah. like, the horse never getting the carrot. You know, it's like, oh, come on, come on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've seen yeah. those videos with the the, the guy. i how tell you why he walks, walks his dog. You know, I just
2: have my wife plays uh, police sirens behind me, and then I just take <laughs> off. Yeah, I, ju- I jump over walls. It's it gets crazy. I can't talk about it on here. But... You dance, and then you're on <laughs> Ellen. Oh, and, that'd be uh, so sweet. That's what I, I need. I need something like that to happen. I gotta I, I gotta break through the ceiling of of no fame and get on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and then you I'll you know you just have to hey. make that killer video. Do you mind if I lead into something that I yeah, said? Fame? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I'm gonna drop this link in the chat room, and I'll also um, give it to you for the show notes. But this is tech related. So these people, I read an article, ha- make these videos, and they're called their face, or the I'm sorry, their uh, yeah here, their YouTube channel is like Disney Toys Collection thing, yeah, Disney Cars Toy Club. Her and her husband grossed over two point five million dollars last year in google ad commissions through the monetization part of it and all they do is they open up these little toys of disney characters and they have all they have a really cool camera set up and they open up all these little toys and these little eggs and they look at all these little characters that are in there and they just comment and make little noises and they do that for about forty five minutes and they get a massive amount of views massive like million views on each video and it's so crazy, but my daughter is glued to it. She won't. She wants to watch it all the time. And I'm thinking, why am I busting my back trying to run businesses, <laughs> and all I got to get is a sweet camera and some and some Easter eggs, play doh. Yeah, all they yeah. do is open it up, watch a video. They go, oh look, it's the Incredible Hulk. Oh, and that's all they do. And they they garner some massive attention, but. That's the other beautiful thing about technology is, like, look what people are doing to make money. And it's so
0: darn cool. Yeah, and there's just some super creative ways. And, you know, for every story like this, how many stories are there who people who did try something super creative and... Completely failed. It didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Home Gadget Geeks podcast. So...
2: But I just thought it was cool, man, because I always look at that, and it's like my motivator. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, "All right, today's the day. I'm gonna do something really amazing." And then I sit down and watch a Play-Doh video and go, "Man, it doesn't matter what I do. I just gotta." You know?
0: Sure makes you feel that way, though, doesn't it? You know, Mike, yeah. we spend all this time creating all this content, or all this time and- going to school. You know, yeah.
2: yeah Sucker. <laughs> yeah. Make Play-Doh videos. Right. Think of how much Play-Doh you could have bought with that law degree. Great <laughs>
0: university. Yeah. Right. They robbed me. Um, it's it is weird when you think about. You know, i I was watching some videos of uh, them chopping trees down, and some of those have like a million views. That's <laughs> like no, really. Yeah. i mean, well, obviously I'm out there watching them. Yeah. So. <laughs> And you've watched them a million times. I like, I like watching tree. What I really like are the automatic tree, not the ones that cut the, the tree down, but the ones that saw them up and then split the logs automatically, you know, big, big cutters. I don't know why I like watching that, but I do. I don't know. That's what I like. There's an audience out there for everything. Firewood. 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 All right. Well, let's, uh, as we kind of bring this in a little bit for a landing here, a little segment I'm going to start called uh, from Jim's email box. And, uh, a uh, little bit, uh, just some emails I got during the week of some tech stuff that I found kind of interesting, and uh, and so this is in. So I got an email this week from Canva, uh, Andy. You actually brought Canva to the to our network. Oh, oh. I never heard of it before. You brought that in here. So Canva just crossed over two million members uh, here this yeah. week. Send us an email if you haven't tried Canva. What I really like about Canva is the social media. Uh, it'll help you make all the right size. Uh, images for your social media stuff. So if you're wondering, what do I make for my Facebook profile? What do I make for that LinkedIn header? What do I make for the Google Plus header? It's got all the sizes out there. It'll help you do that. It's absolutely free. If you do use any of their graphics, they're a buck each in most cases. Super cheap. So uh, Canva, C-A-N-V-A dot com, and they just crossed the two million mark. Do this you know month, who? Uh, oh, go do ahead. you know
2: who their like chief evangelist is and their biggest investor? Uh, kind of kickstarted the whole thing, Guy Kawasaki. Oh, oh okay. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So there's a big push there. So obviously, it didn't just pop out of nowhere. It wasn't he a knows how it to do far? Yeah, he's a, he's pretty yeah, talented guy's
0: yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 So that's Canva. So this month, uh, this month's Kindle First Books, and I had no idea that that, that uh, Amazon was doing this, but. Uh, they have these what's called Kindle First books that are available to download. Uh, the first set of them through April 30th, 2015. So if you have a Prime membership, you wanna, might want to head out there, and you can get these free Kindle books. They're offering them as a, for Prime members for free. I didn't go and look and what they are, but uh, but you the, just a surprise like oh hey, you get free Kindle books on Amazon Prime to go out and take a look at. They may not be any good. I don't think they would just put junk out there for the most part, but might be interesting to take a look at if you're a Prime member. And then uh, interesting, uh, so Chatwing, which we're all using here uh, for the service still, and Christian still hasn't fixed it yet on my site, and I still haven't done anything differently to get it done, but Chatwing bent to the pressure this week and sent us an email that said, well, we listened to you guys and we're cutting the price. So the price went from, wait for it, twenty dollars to eleven dollars and twenty cents. Why eleven dollars and twenty cents? Is that the weirdest? Some European analyst, analyst was cracking. Yeah, it's got to be something weird. Eleven dollars twenty cents. So, good news if you had multiple sites, your price just got cut in half. Bad news, I was still just paying a buck, and now I went from a buck to eleven bucks. I yeah. don't know, Mike. Any thoughts on that? You use another, I know you use another service. Yeah, but.
1: I just use a traditional IRC chat, but it's, well, I mean, I, I understand the model. If you're going to get $1 from someone, maybe you're likely to get $11 from them, maybe, and, from a, and <laughs> 20 cents. That sounds a little bit
2: sarcastic. $11.20.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might have been a little bit, but <laughs> no, I just don't understand it. I don't understand the price change, but maybe they were, I don't know what kind of financial state they were in, so... But, no, I don't like the change. It <laughs>
0: yeah, doesn't make it's sense no, to just uh, don't get it. Why? No, they you, wanted simplification, little... right? They said that again in this latest email to me. Yeah, well, but... we're trying to simplify. Okay, so simplify it to $11.20. That's kind of weird. Oh,
2: we, we, got two my... mics.
0: we got two mics now. Oh, that's okay. Did you fall out, Mike? I have no idea what happened. Oh. You know what? So, okay, this might be a Google Plus thing because earlier in the pre-show when I was waiting for you guys to come in, it was randomly adding a new account that was mine to the Hangout.
1: Yeah, it added my uh, mic at Uyghur Tech.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, Google Plus. 100. Story breaking here. Weird things going on on Google Plus.
1: But what I was going to say is simplification when you trade off for not having any customers anymore because they all left because you charged too much. I don't know <laughs> if there's any point to being simplified. It's like, oh, oh yeah, we made our process really easy. It's now $1,000. Good luck.
0: It's a simple business model. We simply don't have any customers. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Our books got a lot easier. It was
0: awesome. I know all the accountants can fire loves. all the accountants.
2: Yeah, oh, eleven dollars and nineteen cents. I can work with eleven twenty. That's just a slap in the face. Yeah. So that was the email I right sent. Right, exact the face.
0: Email I sent to him, Andy. I was like, like right, eleven nineteen. I'm okay with <laughs> <Yeah>. eleven twenty. <laughs> yeah.
2: Not a chance. Uh. Now um, I'm watching a video on when trees explode. I'm sorry, I got distracted. It's that's like, what, hey, I'm, I'm still watching the Play-Doh video. I'm still watching Hulk <laughs> smash things. <so.
0: laughs> it's YouTube binging, you know, or YouTube surfing. I, that is one night I spent three hours watching sports videos. Yeah, like, and I went from the hardest hits in the NHL to the hardest hits in the NFL to. <laughs> You know, special plays in the in the NBA. To you know, and I was just surfing through all great catches. There's a whole series of great catches by ball girls in in Major League Baseball. Like, and you nice. watched a whole hour of it. Oh uh, yeah, of course I did. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that same thing too. Oh, well, yeah. here comes another and one. I bet she catches it. <laughs> let me let me, yeah. I give you five bucks if she catches it. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, what's what's crazy is some of these you know some of these videos. I mean, the, the catches these. Both they had guys and gals make or spectacular. You know, it was just like and I was like, wow, I'm gonna watch another one. You watch another one. Pretty soon it's like it's like one in the morning. You <laughs> know, you're like, yep. Oh crap, I better go to bed. Mm. So lots of good lots of good YouTube, uh lots of good stuff to watch on YouTube and YouTube surfing so it can get the best of you um as well. Guys, anything else before I kinda of wrap this up? No,
2: I wish I had more technology to bring to your show, Jim. I just bring the raw hey, humor. And humor videos. is
0: all we're looking Play-Doh. for, Andy. So I
2: introduce you to Play-Doh videos. So yeah. suckers, <laughs> you just give me an entire evening of things to do. Boom,
0: boom. <laughs> that just <laughs> the, happened. The post show is gonna be just Play-Doh videos. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all it's gonna be. Yeah. Well, and well, I
1: I went to the Canva website, and it's a very you can like draw around on the website. If you just go it's very interesting. I've been intrigued by it for the last few minutes, so. Yeah. No, it's uh Canvas. Canva is awesome.
0: Have you Canva. have you used Canva? No, before? I actually haven't. So. Oh, rock on. Yeah. yeah, new Canva convert the beauty of Canva. So I created business cards on Canva and then really? I exported them out in a in a, a high a high resolution PDF and then sucked that into VistaPrint and had my business cards printed off VistaPrint.
2: Yeah, and you can upload, and then they also sell additional images too. So if you want something specific and you want to actually uh, buy that image, you can. But you can upload any image that you have, uh, you know, on your PC or your Mac or whatever. Uh, So it's really cool, and and I love it. Like Jim said, because it has the dimensions already preset for your Facebook um, cover photo. For you know now LinkedIn has a background image and all that stuff's already preset. So you don't gotta screw around. You don't have to have Photoshop knowledge. So it's simple.
0: Yeah, well, I like, there's new Twitter cards, and those have special sizes, and so this takes the guesswork out of it. You go to Canva, you can import your own images, add text to it, whatever you want to do, make a meme out of it, and then just save it, and uh, download it from either JPEG or in a high-res PDF, and uh, and do whatever you want with it, so. It's pretty well, cool. Will they do
1: PNG at all? Hmm, good question. Uh, I think so, I, I think, think so. I
0: think they would. Okay. I think they would.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I just got a new app called Logoist on the Apple side. And if you guys need like a simple, relatively inexpensive, um, kind of almost a Photoshop replacement for just making simple logos, Logoist is fantastic. That's what I've been using.
0: So, And Canva does have an app for the iPad as well. Oh, yeah, I'm no. gonna grab that. Yeah, I might want to take a peek at that one.
2: Yeah, we just introduced you to Canva, Mike, and it's on the iPad. I don't know if you know anything about Apple products, but we'll uh, – We'll, uh, no, tell
0: me more. What is this app? Check out of the new iPad. It's brand new.
2: <laughs> All right, new last, thing. Thing, last thing i got to say before we show, yeah. close this out. I was watching um, River Monsters the other day, and after the show was over, they introduced like the video production team. Their name is called Kiss My Pixel. And nice. I thought that was
0: pretty cool. I that's, thought that that's was pretty kind unique. of tech related. That's good. <laughs> that's kind yeah, of tech. <laughs> you know, I throw it out there when you I said you said sold.
1: you only wanted comedy, Jim. So we. <laughs> know, <laughs> I did. I'm not
0: sure what I was asking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Told you. Andy, always. Andy, always good to have you on the show. Thanks for coming back and. Thanks for uh, having me. Or do Mike? Thanks for coming out tonight as well. We want to remind everyone, uh, if you're going to take advantage of uh, the Amazon, if you're buying an Amazon, and uh, you want to take advantage of the uh, the Average Guy Tech Scholarship Fund, you can do that out at theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon. And of course, those we have one for Canada as well, theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon CA. If you're in Canada, don't use a Canadian one in the U.S. and don't use the U.S. one in Canada. They don't work. Okay, So get make sure you get your country straight, you Canadians. And we'd like you to use those if you can. Of course, those proceeds here in the U.S., if you want to, if you're interested in testing, oh, I, well, am I ready to say this? No, I'll put this out in the email. Uh, but if you're if you're wanting to purchase something uh, or and try it for us and write about it or come on the show and talk about it, just let me know. I'll buy it for you. We'll ship it to you. You try it out. You test it. You write about it. And, uh, and then you get to keep it. It's pretty cool. That's how we use the Average Guy Tech Scholarship Fund. We appreciate you guys using it. That helps support that and we'd love to have you do it as well. And I've been continuing to get some vendors now that have been after the Kingston one. I had the guys at uh, what did I say Tech Armor? Yeah, is that what I said? The guys at Tech Armor contacted me this week and we may have some Tech Armor to evaluate. I would rather just ship that right to somebody. And so I should probably just start creating a team of people who will take these kinds of things, one or two or three people and do some evaluation around them. So if you're interested in doing something like that, let me know. Send me an email, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. I'll let you know that there's still plenty of time to sign up for the May newsletter that will come out here in just about two weeks. If you haven't done that yet, head out to TheAverageGuy.tv in the newsletter section on the right hand side. Just put your email in there. I won't spam you. I send out a newsletter once a month and it's a great way to keep in touch with what's going on here in the network. It will probably have that little blurb about testing products in it for this month and so If you want to get involved in that, let me know. We uh, will once again next week. Oh, crap, that's next week. Next week we'll be broadcasting (laughs) live from Infotech 2015 here in Omaha at the CenturyLink Center. And uh, so a whole morning and afternoon of tech interviews, about 20 minutes in length, we'll just be making one big video file. If you want to tune in live, of course, you can go to infotech.org slash live. And I'll be there. I'll have a link on my page as well, uh, and you can can, uh, get to it from there. Uh, but it'll be me and a whole bunch of uh, the keynotes, session leaders and keynotes. We'll be talking about tech for sure. Should be kind of fun. A lot. Of, I understand a lot of you guys can't make it during the day, so we record all those and I'll have those in a special folder out at theaverageguy.tv. If you want, to, that's a lot. I do sixteen interviews in two days, and it's a lot of video, but some very, very interesting stuff. I find it interesting, anyways. You might as well watch for those. Coming up, just a reminder about the at the uh, Home Server Show Meetup going on in Indianapolis, September 11th and 12th. Don't forget about that. We'll have a link to that here in a little bit. And with that, uh, oh, I'll invite you to Ask the Podcast Coach. Saturday mornings, that's probably the, the most fun podcast that I do. Saturday mornings, 8, no, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern, out at AskThePodcastCoach.com. This week, if you're a podcaster, aspiring podcaster, or you're just interested in podcasting, this week, Dave Jackson, fresh back from NAB and the New Media Expo. So I'm sure I'll have to listen to Dave ramble on about that for the whole show. Uh, but it'll be fun. Dave and, Rambles? Uh, no. <laughs> Just like any other podcaster, right? Yeah. We we yeah. can't get enough of our own voice. And so... uh a if solo show. If you're interested. <laughs> That's why he does a show. That's why I do a solo show for an hour. <laughs> yeah. How's, uh, how is how uh, is Open Mic Night going?
1: It's going great. i uh, had a having a guest on here in two weeks, and
0: it's it's, it's going well. Love it. Good again. If you're interested in Apple and, and only Apple from that standpoint, yeah. Over open mic night, uh, we'll get you there. O M N podcast We'll yep. get you there, and uh, you can listen to that. Mike is live on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Central. And I'm sorry, 7 p.m. Central. Nine. I, I can't get... 9 p, or 8 p.m. I'm Eastern, 5 p.m. Either. Pacific. So. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, 7 p.m. Central, 8 yeah. p.m. Eastern, out at uh, OMN Podcast. I want to thank Roger for streaming us live there in Grafton, West Virginia. That's pretty. I'd love to hear from somebody from Grafton. Just send me, me an too. email. Me yeah. too. Yeah, uh, jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. All one word, theaverageguy.tv. Send me a note. All you got to say is I'm listening from Grafton. And we'd just like to hear if, uh, and then maybe let me know when. Like, did you hear it live or did you listen to it during the replay? Some of those kinds of things. And uh, we'd like to hear from you as well. We're back here every Thursday night, uh, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out at theaverageguy.tv live. If you want to join us, it would be great to have you. For those of you listening live, we will thank the audience that hung out with us. Some good chat tonight. But if you're listening live, stay around for the post show. Good night, everybody.